Thank you for joining us Monday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And we're excited about today's message and this week forthcoming as we continue in the book of James. We will begin reading from James chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. And it talks about what awaits. What awaits us in the end? What awaits us in this life? Depending on what road we go, what road we travel, shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, what an awesome privilege it is to bring forth this podcast on this Monday, August 1st, 2022. Lord, we are excited about what you're doing in and through the podcast messages. And we thank you for the book of James that reminds us as Christians how we should live, how we should humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. And Lord, how we have a message of hope that we can share with the world around us. We can encourage one another. We can lift one another up. We can show compassion to one another. And Lord, we can help where help is needed. So Lord, we ask you be with this podcast today that you'll give me words and wisdom. We thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So let's take a look at this. James chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. says, Now listen, you rich people. Weep and wail because of the misery that is coming upon you. Your wealth has rotted, and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver have corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. Look, The wages you fail to pay the workmen who mow your fields or harvest your fields are carrying out against you. The cries of the harvester have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourself in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered innocent men who were not opposing you. Be patient, then, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield valuable crops, how patient he is for the autumn and for the spring rain. You too be patient and stand firm, because the Lord is near. Do not grumble against one another. Brothers, you will be judged, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers, An example of patience is in the face of suffering. Take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we considered blessed those who persevered. You have heard Job's perseverance, and you have seen what the Lord has brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. What an awesome message it is today. And I want to take a look at it in the sense We're not saying anything about rich people, people that have wealth, that are using it for the right reasons. But it tells us there that there are going to be weeping and wailing and misery that will come upon. There are people that have great wealth that are afraid of losing it. They're using it for the wrong reasons, for personal gain. As the writer tells us, the the wealth will be rotted like moths. It will disappear. It won't have any value. And their clothes will be eaten. You know, 
doesn't matter how much a $2,000, $5,000, $10,000 suit costs. But just think of how many people you can feed. Just think of how much work can be done in the name of the Lord with that. How many hungry people can be fed each and every day? It could help dig a well in Africa where they're running out of water and they need to dig new wells, deeper wells. Those are all kinds of things that can be done to help. There's nothing wrong with dressing nice, but we can't neglect the word of God. It says, it talks about gold and silver are corroded. When we think of those precious metals, we think of silver. Silver can tarnish. It goes from this shininess, it can tarnish to uh, a bluish color, to even a dark black color. It can change the coin forever or the, or the silver bar. And think of gold. We don't think gold can be corrosive. But the writer's telling us here that silver and gold are corrosive. He says, a corrosion will testify against you because these are things that, that will pass away. We always talk about the refiner's fire, about testing of gold, you know, the, the purity of gold, 14 karat gold, 10 karat gold, uh, I don't know all of 22 karat gold, all of that. But when we think about this, those are just minerals or they're not minerals, but they're metals. They will eventually fade away, corrode. The writer tells us this in the word. It says, you have hoarded your wealth in the last days. We look at today, we have 1% of the, of the population around the world that contains the wealth of the world. The wealth has not been distributed among others. There are many nations in the world where only the upper echelon are the ones that have the money. There are many, many countries in the world that are rich in resources, but these resources are not being used to help the nation, to help those starving, to help people out of poverty. It doesn't necessarily have to be silver or gold. It can be gems, it can be oil, it can be whatever. But if we need to use it to help each person. We don't need to hoard the wealth. And in the last days, we look at it and we see today how much more wealthy are people today. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with having wealth. It's the way that you use it and the way that God blesses. We need to use it the way it should be used according to the word of God today. We think of this, it talks about the workers, the workmen who mow your fields. Um, they fail to pay wages. Sometimes we, we tend to keep people low in wage so we can make more money. You know, you can't take the money with you. Sure, you can bury it in the casket when you die, but you know what? Somebody knows it's there. They're going to dig it up and take it away. You can't take it with you. All your possessions, your gold, all of that. You know, we look through history and we see many, many people thinking they could take their possessions with them. But we won't need them on the other side. They're, they'll be temporarily. They're something we use here that God blesses us with, but they're things that we don't necessarily, we won't need them in heaven. We won't need money. We won't need silver or gold. We won't need wealth. We'll be richer than any rich person because we will have 
the presence of we would be in the presence of God. We will be in the in the presence of of the Creator of the heavens and the earth. What more can we ask for? But you think about these workmen. You know, they they harvest the fields, they cut the grain. But it tells us there that they they their cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord. God respects the humble. God is there for those that are downtrodden. God is there to intervene. He's reminding each and every one of us of this situation. It talks about living in luxury and indulgence. If we live in a world today, we see people living beyond their means. They're living in the lap of luxury, as it sounds. Self-indulgence. The writer tells us, you have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. But he's letting them know that, you know what? We, there is a point that we need to be careful that we don't overindulge in this luxury. Sometimes we need to take time for each other. We need to take time for our families. There's nothing wrong with that. But we need to be careful that we don't live in the luxury of what the world has to offer because these are only temporary things here today and gone tomorrow. I think about the writer talking about self-indulgence. Sometimes we can go overboard. Like I said, sometimes we can go in debt just to keep up with status, to live this lap of luxury. Even those that are appear to be wealthy or appear to be rich, in some way, somehow, if you really look below the surface, some of them are so far in debt. It looks good in numbers, but in reality, these individuals are, are living, teetering on the edge. We think of all that's happened in these past couple of years with the COVID-19 virus, and we see how many businesses have went under. You know, we think about this, some are even scaling back now just to try to survive. But I think about it today. It, it reminds us here, it says in verse 7, be patient then. We see all this going on, people living in lap of luxury, self-indulgence. We see that the workman is being treated not well, not paying a, a decent wage and benefits. But it says, then brothers, be patient until the Lord's coming. The Lord is coming again. That's the promise that we have. He's going to crack open that eastern sky and it's all going to be said and done. But we need to be patient. It says, see how the farmer waits for the land to yield valuable crops? You know, you ever think about that? We, we take for granted what we eat, the, the flour that we make bread with. We think about the eggs that we make breakfast with. We think about the milk that we put in our cereal or in our coffee. We think of all these things and we, we, we just go get it out of the refrigerator. But we don't realize what, what transpired to make those things possible. We think about the farmer that waits for the land to yield valuable crop, the wheat, the barley, the oats, um, we think of the feed for the animals that's, you know, that the cows would eat, the beef would eat, the pigs and or hogs and 
the chickens and all of this, the feed that has to be raised. Think of these farmers. They, they, they wait to yield a valuable crop. You know, they, don't, they plant the seed, they till the ground, but God sends the water. As the writer tells us, it says, How patient is he for autumn and spring rains. We think of the rains that come in the spring that help water the crops. Without that rain, the seed would, would not grow. Without that rain, the seed would not produce a harvest in the autumn. We think of the autumn rains when the transition of season. In some countries, you don't have all of those seasons, the four seasons, spring, summer, winter, and or spring, summer, fall, and winter, or autumn and winter. We have four in America, but the writer is just reminding us here about autumn and spring rains. He says, you too, he's reminding us as Christians. He's reminding the, the Christians of his day, James. He says, you too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. You know, when we look at the world around us now, there's so much that's happening. So many prophecies have been fulfilled. So many things that are happening, earthquakes in diverse places. We're seeing things like we've never seen before happening throughout the history of mankind. But the writer tells us in Revelation, these things are going to happen. They're going to remind us. But it tells us here that we need to be patient. We need to be patient and wait for the Lord. We need to stand firm. We don't need to compromise. Too many Christians today are compromising. But the writer tells us, be patient, stand firm, because the Lord is near. It reminds us in verse 9, do not grumble against each other, brothers, or even sisters, because we will be judged. You know, the church today, there's a lot of grumbling, a lot of complaining, a lot of things. They don't like this pastor, or they don't like this song, or they don't like this, or don't like that. It's grumbling. It's complaining. The Bible tells us the judge is standing at the door. God has the final say. God is the judge. So we need to quit complaining. We need to quit grumbling. You know, sometimes we need to be flexible. We have a saying at our church and we say, be flexible, bend, but don't break. I heard it many, many years ago as a kid, and I've always had it in my mind, and I've always listened and tried to use some of that some of that wonderful theology because it's an understanding it's a statement be flexible flexible in everything you do it doesn't mean to compromise sometimes it's not always going to be the song that we want to hear on Sunday sometimes we don't always like the pastor that's preaching he could be uh, very boring but we're not there to hear the pastor. We're there to hear the message of God, the message of God that laid upon his heart or her heart. We need to come to church expecting to hear from God. We need to come and listen to the word of God, that still small voice that speaks to you and I each and every day. I really believe that God speaks. I know that God speaks to us each and every day. But sometimes we need to be patient, like the writer tells us, 
We need to stand firm and we need to wait upon the Lord because his coming is near and he's going to be the judge. We need to stop complaining, stop grumbling or we'll be judged. Verse 10 tells us, Brothers, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, let's take the prophets. There's three things mentioned here. There's the prophets. We think about that this morning. The prophets. The prophets, what happened to them? They were killed. They were beaten. People ignored them. But they spoke in the Lord's name. You know, God never forsake them. He never forsook them for any reason at all. You know, we see the writer, because we're reading these stories today, in the scriptures, if we read the Old Testament and we follow these prophets, the minor and the major prophets, we see many, many people calling, these, these prophets were calling the many, many people back to God to turn from their wicked ways. We think also it says there, it says, as you know, we consider blessed those who persevered. We're called to persevere no matter what we're facing today. In, in Jesus' name, we can persevere. It tells us that Job persevered and having seen what the Lord had finally brought about. It's what it's all about today. We can learn from the book of Job. Job is a very long book. But there's a lot of information there. There's a lot of things that will remind us of how Job persevered. Even in sickness, he persevered. Even in loss, he persevered. But that's what it's all about today. The story of Job that the writer is telling us. He saw what the Lord had brought about. We see what the Lord brought Job through. And then the writer goes on and tells us that the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. He has compassion for you and I. He has compassion for those less fortunate. He has compassion for those who are rich. He has great mercy. And we thank you for God's grace that is sufficient for you and I today, that we can take this grace, this unmerited favor of God, and we can use it to reach others. We can use it to walk through another day without complaining, without grumbling, because the Lord is near. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for this message in the book of James, chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. Lord, we, we know that we need patience in you. We sometimes want to see it now when we make a request. We want to see you revealing it. We want to see you answering that prayer. But sometimes we need patience like this farmer. We need to wait for you. Because in due time, we will yield a valuable crop just like this farmer. But we have to have patience. Patience to go through the fire. Patience to go through the valley. Patience to stand firm because you are coming again. As Christians today, we look around and we think of our brothers and sisters around the world. There are many countries that are going through situations. And Lord, it's not easy. It's not easy to have patience. It's not easy to stand firm. 
But we thank you, Lord, for your compassion and for your mercy. Because like Job, you brought Job through this situation, and you brought the prophets through many situations, and you can bring us through it today. We pray for those who don't know you as their personal Savior, that today can be that day that they can accept you as their personal Savior. It's as easy as asking for forgiveness, confessing. And Jesus is quick to forgive us. Jesus is quick to restore us. Jesus is quick to set us on the path of righteousness. So today we need to be reminded we need patience. We need to stand firm and we need to wait upon the Lord. Today can be that day. So we want to thank you for this message, Lord. We want to thank you for what it means to us. We thank you that we can know you through thick and thin. We thank you that you are helping us in our impatient way of thinking, that we can have patience and we can stand firm in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. So thank you for joining us on Hope for Today on this Monday. We look forward to joining you on Tuesday with a new message of hope and encouragement. God bless and thank you for listening. Have a good day.